0: Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Lawrence Guy building in beautiful midtown Portsmouth, Virginia, it's Phantasmo After Dark, with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, Chopping Mall. Where are shopping. Costs you an arm and a leg. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. Man, you know, it's, it's been a while. I can't remember off the top of my head, the last time we did a a good cheesy 80s horror film.
1: Yeah, it's it's been a good long while, I guess.
0: And this is a good cheesy 80s horror film. (laughs) Chopping Mall. Man. I'm surprised we haven't talked about this one yet. It's taken this long.
1: Yeah, well, you know, we've seen it many, many times as we're scrolling through the Tubi and Roku channels and whatnot, and you always say Chopping Mall as we pass it, but we never stop.
0: And I think we showed it at the Phantasma event we used to do once, mm-hmm. of course, that was you know it was kind of a social event too. So I don't think I watched it. Yeah, you know when we showed it that time. So this was actually my first time seeing it all the way through. Yeah, and man, it was a lot of fun.
1: It was. <laughs> you know? I enjoyed it immensely.
0: <laughs> I mean, talk about eighties. You had everything, everything you want. You know, you had a good cheesy synth soundtrack. Yeah, absolutely. Some, some iconic character actors show up mm-hmm. in you know just cameos. It was in a mall, which, and I hate to do this, but these kids today, <laughs> <laughs> you don't really understand the cultural significance and importance that malls played. Yeah, when we were teenagers, yeah, and they're stuff, they're out of fashion and young now. adults, and it was just it was the place to go and be and hang out on the weekend, and you know there were so many different kinds of stores and and food and just all kinds of stuff, and and it you know besides that you got the eighties fashion and the hairstyles and it's you know. It says it screams '80s, and the plot—you know what? What more do you need? You got killer robots in a mall after hours. That's basically the plot. (laughs) Yeah, that—that's really all you need. Good night, everybody, (laughs) and we're done. But no, the plot—it—it starts off with they're showing this training film or this demonstration film to the public I'm guessing it's people that work in the mall or the general public about their new security system the Protector Robots
1: I'd like you all to meet your brand new security team the Protector 101 series robots
0: and then they take questions from the audience and it's great because the people they answer the questions I don't know if more of his scene was cut but one of them, they call him a name like a Doctor something or another but it's actually Angus Scrim. Yeah. It's the tall man from Phantasm, I and mean, you only see him in long shots. You see his face. He's sitting behind somebody. But, but I couldn't make him out. Yeah, when he's talking, you only see him from the back and the side. Yeah, but not you, even
1: really from the side. It's mostly to the back. I couldn't even yeah. see the side of his face. So what do your machines that do besides kill criminals?
0: But you hear his voice. Yeah, you, know? you do. And then Paul Bartell and Mary Warnoff, you know, oh, man, you talk about cult figures. They have a couple of scenes. And apparently they ad lib most of their dialogue there from, what, oh, from nice. what I read. But it's the coolest thing about it is they're playing Paul and Mary Bland from *Meeting Raul. Hmm. They're playing those characters. Uh, that was awesome. If you haven't seen Eating Raul, you need to check it out. And in fact, we need to watch that and maybe do a podcast on that sometime. So then we meet some of the other people that work in the mall, some of the other kids, and find out that the guys who work in the furniture store are planning to have an after-hours party. With their girlfriends, right. in the bidding section of the furniture store,
1: that makes you wonder, doesn't it?
0: Yeah. Well, not really, because I used to work in a mall. But anyway, <laughs> uh, back in the nineties, so <laughs> they have this party, and the the robots are supposed to guard and patrol the mall, but but not, they're
1: only supposed to stay in
0: the hall, in the hall, in the mall. Not they don't go in the store. So the kids lock the yeah they lock the doors. They're gonna have their party, and they're gonna be fine. Yeah. Except they didn't plan on that pesky lightning storm that happens, <laughs> and the lightning, of course, strikes them all and causes the robots to go they're programming to go haywire. Right. Uh, oh, another character actor we see, uh, Garrett Graham. Yes. Beef yes. from how Phantom of the Paradise. Beef? Yeah. How could I forget Beef? He's one of the guys monitoring the robots. He's yeah, the but first. Been it
1: for like two minutes. He's the something. first kill, isn't he? Second. Second kill. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's another thing. That's one of the puzzling things about. It. One of the puzzling things. Yes, one of the puzzling things. When the robot first goes haywire and kills that first guy, protectors do not kill; they hide the body. Yeah, they did. Why would they hide the body? Uh, I don't freaking. They know. don't have. They don't have any motivation or drive or ambition or anything. You know, they're just their program goes goes haywire and they're just killing intruders basically what it happens. Yeah,
1: they determined that that one guy was an intruder. So yeah, I don't know. But don't this know first they kill,
0: they kill him and they hide him. Yeah. So the other guy comes in doesn't see him. Yeah. Makes no sense.
1: And so, apparently cleaned up the blood. And clean
0: up all the blood too, yeah. <laughs> apparently they're maintenance robots. <laughs> in addition to their duties as security. <laughs> yeah, during regular hours, they're maintenance robots. After hours, they're security they're robots. They're protectors. Yeah. Anyway, so it, after that, the, the plot is basically... The kids start getting picked off one at a time, and then the the ones that are left are trying to go throughout the mall to get out of the mall or kill the robots, survive the night, yada, yada, yada. Right. So that's the movie right there. Yes. And very simple, you know, simple plot doesn't need to be complicated because it's fun. The actors in it are likable enough. Most of them have some charisma. A lot of them you've seen before in other 80s movies. And you may not know their names or you're like, oh, God, that guy or that girl, you know. But a couple you will, you definitely will recognize. Uh, Barbara Crampton is one of the teens, young adults that are partying in the furniture store. And, you know, everybody knows her from Reanimator, amongst other things. And very young Barbara Crampton in this. The other, the lead girl in this, Kelly Maroney, is one. I saw her and I was like, God, where do I know her? And then it hit me. She was uh, one of the spirit bunnies in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. One of the cheerleaders <laughs> has that scene. And she's cute. She's adorable. Yeah. And she's tough. She in is this, tough. She's a badass in she, this, actually, really when, it, when it gets down to it.
1: Well, when you first meet her, you certainly don't get that impression. You no, think uh-uh. she's very, very, I don't know, meek and mild. Yeah. But, yeah, she and, turns out to be a badass.
0: And somebody, well, one of the guys is having trouble making the shot. And oh, she picks yeah, up the gun and, up. and nails it. Boom, boom, boom. And she says, <laughs> My dad was a Marine. <laughs> she's awesome in this. Yeah. Now, she's been in a lot of other things, though. Least of which, well, like I said, fast times, but you'll also recognize her from Night of the Comet.
1: Ah, right.
0: She was one of the lead girls okay. in that. And she was in Big Bad Mama, too. <laughs> <laughs> and not of this earth, you know, a lot of things. Let's see what. Oh, Ferdy, the guy who plays her, becomes her boyfriend. Tony Odell, I think his name is. He was one of the Cobra Kai.
1: Oh, really? karate kid.
0: I think Jimmy, whichever one that was. Huh. See, Barbara Crampton I mentioned. Uh, oh. <laughs> the guy who's the cook in the pizza joint or whatever she that she works at mm. is Mel Wells, Character actor who was in everything in the 60s, 70s, 50s, every TV show. Just about that was on. He's been in everything. But why he's important and why he's in this movie. Mhm. Incidentally, this is a Roger Corman-produced movie. Well, his production company produced it. His wife, Julie Corman, is actually the producer. hmm And we'll get to the director in a minute. But Mel Wells played Mushnick in the original Little Shop of Horrors, the Corman oh, film. Oh,
1: okay, okay, So gotcha. that's
0: why he's in this. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. Man, you're talking about the people in this. Yeah, it's a Corman film, so who has to be in it? Dick Miller. Dick Miller, yeah. <laughs> hey, look. I'm like you, you know? I work here, See? see that oh, shit. i know you bastards are gonna be trouble when they first brought you in here
1: i was waiting i figured you were just saving it for last yeah. and
0: of course dick miller is playing walter paisley once again <laughs>
1: he's walter paisley in everything isn't yeah
0: he? yeah they just about everything he's been in especially anything with corman they keep using the name walter paisley which stems back from his character in bucket of blood
1: mm-hmm.
0: not the same character just using the same name yeah there's a great documentary of him called that guy dick miller that i think Think's on Tubi right now on Roku. You should hopefully be able to find it anywhere because everybody needs to know about Dick Miller if you don't. <laughs> and if you don't, shame on you. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he, he's he's just, you know, he's one of those guys. You see his face everywhere. And he's just a good, solid performance and everything mm-hmm. he's in. And he's totally believable and real. Yeah. You know, it's like he, it, you don't feel like he's acting. You feel like he's just being Dick he's Miller, reading his lines. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now talking about getting back to the director, Jim Wynorski who directed, all oh geez, he's a 80s cult film guy, Big Bad Mama 2, Not of This Earth, 976 Evil, and I think the, the magnum opus of his work, mm-hmm. Scream Queen and Hot Tub Party.
1: <laughs> How very good.
0: <laughs> oh, Which it needs to be seen to be believed. Jump right in anytime. time. I'm rambling here. But I took a lot of notes because when I was doing a little research, I found out a lot about this movie, actually. A lot of interesting little things. Um, like what? Well, I'll tell you. Wynorski, of course, you know, being a, a film director and coming from that era, is was a huge Roger Corman fan. And Well, he should be. Well, yeah. You know, everybody should be. So when he had a meeting with Corman before they sat down to do this movie, Corman handed him a yellow legal pad mm-hmm. over lunch. And pretty much told him, you know, write down all this. And he Ronsky said he gave me more film school in one hour than I learned in the years I went to film school.
1: I've heard that before. I don't know if I heard it from him he before says, or somebody else. Ronorsky
0: says he still has that yellow legal pad to this day and refers back to it every time he does a film. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. It was amazing. And said he said the shadow of Corman was looming over them. During filming He said the first couple of days You know Because all he did He really just wanted To please Roger mm-hmm. Even though was, He didn't really have A whole lot to do With it hands on His company was doing Producing it and His yeah. wife was the producer But he said Corman came I think he said The first couple of days mm-hmm. And said yeah You guys are doing A great job Nice And after that When he said that The pressure was lifted And we made You know Went ahead and Made the film And had a Had a great time doing it Right on But they had Roger's blessing That is awesome <laughs>
1: Well, as for the movie itself, I really enjoyed it. I giggled the first time I saw. It opens up with like this promo video about the Protector series robots. yes yeah, uh-huh. But you don't know that's what you're watching. Oh yeah. yeah when you first yeah. when you first watch it, of course. But anyway, it doesn't matter. It it scrolls up from the bottom of the robot, and it has that same. It's a typical. What do you call that base? The the wheel base. Oh, it's a, like a, oh, a
0: dolly shot. No, no, no! I'm oh, talking oh, oh, about oh, you the, mean the, the robot on the robot that tread.
1: Yeah, like that that, that tread wheel tread belt thing. Tire yeah, tread, I don't yeah. know what you call that type of, of wheelbase or whatever. But anyway, so as soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, hey, look! It's short circuit,"
0: <laughs> <laughs> which starts off the same way with a lightning strike. Yeah, <laughs> but it turns that robot into a lovable rascal instead right. of a
1: yeah. And I'm assuming short circuit came later, right? Not that it has anything to do with this. It was just funny because the robot was sure. similar and it was a lightning I'm not strike. Sure. So it made me giggle, but they had a lot of interesting, I don't know, traps that these these guys set for the robot or robots, I should say, which they were pretty creative. I must give them credit for, you know, Yeah, the be, The best kids. one
0: was putting all the paint and the slippery stuff down so that the robot yeah, couldn't get any And that was, that, that was, made the most sense.
1: Yeah, that was awesome. You know, I they, mean, but like the elevator one, that was pretty creative.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you'll have to watch the movie to see what that was. Yeah. There. So. That
1: was some, um, all of it was pretty good. They were creative as far as, you know, getting yeah. out there and trying to take care of themselves, which is better than many, you know, oh, many, yeah. many teenage whatever trying to take care of themselves is just running and screaming or, you know. Yeah, they actually at, were you know.
0: being proactive and yeah. trying to, you know, and, and doing some stuff that kind of kind of made sense.
1: Yeah, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I was kind of surprised about that. but
0: Oh, oh, incidentally, the mall mm-hmm. that they shot this at was the uh Sherman Oaks Galleria. Okay. Which was the same mall used in Fast Times. Ah. and Schwarzenegger's Commando. Okay. I think it but the difference is in they shot this after hours when the mall was closed and yeah. there's others they shot when the mall was open. Right. Or at least Commando they did, I think.
1: It's funny whenever you see well, I'm sure other people do this too, but whenever I'm watching movies from the 80s, or pretty much any movie for uh-huh. that matter. You see stuff in the background, especially in malls, and you oh, always yeah. see the different stores, and it's like, oh, I remember that one. Yeah. That one's not around anymore. Yeah. But the one that actually struck me, in this one was the almond shop. <laughs> what the hell is that? Did they just sell almonds? Yeah, I don't they make understand. Yeah. Almonds <laughs> I don't get daily. it. Daily? I never heard of this almond I'm store. I'm betting that, that
0: mall, that, that shop didn't last long.
1: I'm I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know.
0: That Some of the other shops that you did see in there, though, that were for the movie. It was yeah. Peck and Paw's Sporting Goods. Yes. For Sam Peck and Paw. Right. And the best one was Roger's uh what was it Roger's Little Shop of little Pets. Little Shop of <laughs> Pets.
1: That was awesome.
0: Wah wah. <laughs> that that was really cool. Yeah,
1: I like that one a lot.
0: Oh, another thing, just a little trivia about this. The budget was only eight hundred thousand dollars. Wow. I uh, yeah, eight hundred thousand dollars. And it was shot in twenty two days.
1: Okay. Just at night in the mall.
0: Mm-hmm. And the original title of this movie was Killbots. Okay. Didn't perform very well first couple of weeks out as Killbots. So they oh, changed it. Oh, so they it.
1: changed it after they released it? And apparently
0: there's fifteen minutes of footage cut hmm. around it. Wonder what it was. Uh, I, don't, I I didn't I couldn't find that out. I'll have to do a little more digging. Hmm. But then they changed it to Chopping Mall, re released it, and because of the popularity of malls and things at the time picked it picked up. Yeah, it picked up and yeah, you know, it was a minor hit there. Hmm. The poster art of this is great. Yeah, that robotic hand holding the bloody shopping bag. Yeah, and the VHS cover I think was the same thing. But that robotic hand appears nowhere in the film. No, because <laughs> the robots have like just pinchers and claws, not not like.
1: And they like to click them a lot. Yeah, they're Did more you notice like... that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a.
1: It's just a thing.
0: It's just a thing to have some movement. But the robots in this, if you haven't seen it, are more like Short Circuit or you know like Daleks in yeah. Short Circuit crossed instead of they're not like walking yeah android robots yeah and they have random. Like little tanks
1: yeah and they have random things that are supposed to originally of course the protector robots are supposed to guard them all but they're supposed to have non-lethal means of grabbing the intruders so they've got like, yeah, like tasers and and i don't know rope, what else like lines, yeah nets, yeah things like that things, yeah but apparently that's not all they were created to do because they've got freaking laser eyes yeah. and they've got some the li- kind of well, crazy. The
0: lightning gave them lasers.
1: Oh, the lightning yeah. gave them lasers.
0: <laughs> lasers.
1: And then they have some like these little, I don't know, it looks like little um, barrels that come out and shoot something. But it wasn't just the tasers. Something else came. Out. I can't remember. What I don't it was. remember that. You don't remember wow. the three little barrels that came out of the side? It was like three of them in a row. No. I don't remember. Anyway.
0: Huh. Yeah, they're all uh, kinds the, of funny stuff. Th- the funny thing about the lasers though, is the first laser hits that one girl mm-hmm. and makes her head explode well the th- which it was, was awesome <laughs> it was
1: but the funny thing is you know she's running and she gets hit a couple of times like on her shoulder and yeah. her back and it's like just a burn mark you and know? everybody it else that
0: gets hit well right but it yeah. doesn't
1: go through her yeah it just like burns her yeah but then as soon as it hits her in the head her the head, head explodes yeah <laughs>
0: Well, that's because her head was full of hot air. She was pretty stupid.
1: It was amazing. It was great. Because
0: it was was such a surprise. You weren't expecting it. You're like, whoa. And then all the kids are watching. They see it, too, which is the best thing. It
1: splatters the glass because they've got these glass doors they're looking through from the store. (laughs) It It was amazing. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, and then at that point, the robots decide, oh, we can go in the stores now. Yeah. So somehow, because they saw the kids in the store, and they, I guess, they witnessed the murder, they were like, "Oh, got to kid, care of the kids yeah. now." Oh, there's know. more
0: intruders, intruders, yeah. intruders.
1: But you know, the first time they see the kids in the store, uh-huh. they didn't bother them. Before they started killing kids, yeah, they, they didn't got a taste bother of blood. them. Well, they had killed the they killed the monitor guys. Oh, that's right. Yeah, but yeah. they hadn't killed the kids in the yeah. In the there's mall. C-
0: there's there's certain logical things that are illogical. Yeah, I don't know. That don't I don't get sense. it. Whatever. Um,
1: it doesn't really matter. It was just kind of like I don't understand why you left them alone, and now you're gonna go yeah. after them. But whatever.
0: Now there were there were five of these kill bots actually made. Okay. Props. There were only three that you see on screen at any given time. Right. But there were five made, three to be used, and two as backup apparently. Mm-hmm. Two of them were functional, remote controlled mm-hmm. robots with limited things they could do, and the other ones were they had to be physically moved there, but could be moved made to move with invisible wires and stuff they look look pretty cool they like an 80s tank assault robot (laughs) (laughs) and i thought they were they were menacing enough
1: and apparently at times they're super quiet oh yeah and other times they're (laughs) really
0: loud yeah sometimes they're like and sometimes they're like you know (laughs) (laughs) you can hear them coming down this big hall but you can't hear them sneaking Sneaking up 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 on you in a small enclosed (laughs) little area
1: that's right (laughs) i love how she's there's this one scene where they're like in the back alleys or whatever of the mall and she's looking for something i can't remember why they're there looking for a way out or whatever i don't know and she's like sneaking around and i don't understand the sneaking to begin with but anyway she's sneaking around and she's looking around corners and all of a sudden the robot's right behind her and she turns around and she's terrified but yeah. he like snuck right up on her was not there and he then tip-toed. he just appeared yeah oh it was funny
0: oh now you know the way that kelly maroney the lead mm-hmm. girl is the way she got the part Mm-mm. there was another actress that was cast first cast for the film but after reading the script and finding out there was sex you know a little sexuality and the, you know, a little nudity and not much i mean you know at the beginning uh she didn't want to have any part of it she didn't want to do anything that had any sexual stuff in it hmm and it was actually it's really barely anything compared to a lot of movies at this time. Yeah. So she she bailed out, and Wynorski actually liked Kelly Maroney. He I don't know if he had met her from some other thing, but he kind of wanted to date her. So he figured, well, if he puts her in a movie, maybe <laughs> maybe you know he'd give a chance at dating. Her. Oh my god!
1: Did it work? Uh,
0: I I don't think so. <laughs> but it was you know it was i think it was better that she got it because she was great in this yeah she was. and i I love the contradiction of her being this really cute and meek and mild chick and
1: and she's a badass yeah
0: but she doesn't all of a sudden turn into a badass like no she doesn't change yeah she's still that same cute kind of chick but she can do tough stuff when needs to be done yeah yeah she doesn't have to like i'm a badass now right you know that's so much cooler to me yeah yeah that's the the cool thing about the Bionic Woman the TV mm-hmm. show. Yeah. A lot of these shows now nowadays they have a you know a strong female character. She has to be a badass and a chip on her shoulder and she's
1: got to go around saying how badass she is. Yeah
0: and tell yeah, and, and how much of a badass she is. The Bionic Woman she's stronger than anybody around. Mm-hmm. You know. She goes on these secret missions and stuff. But she still gets like I just an example gets freaked out by a spider. Yeah, you know, or she acts kind of girly about certain things. Yeah, you know, and she's she's a grade school teacher, and she's just a regular woman who can take care of business when it needs to be done. Yeah, but and has know, the strength and everything to do it, but she doesn't have to show that she's that strong.
1: Yeah, well, th- that
0: that's awesome.
1: That same idea applies to everything. Oh yeah, it was because the same that's thing just with guys, too. real life. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, it used to be that used to be like a big a plot point or a not a plot point, but a a plot device, so to speak. Uh-huh. Whereas you don't, you don't go around spouting who you are, yeah. Or you know, there used there was a, a a quote in some movie I can't remember which one now that that said something like, if you have to tell people you're the king, you're not much of a king. Yeah. You know, so it's the same idea. If you oh, have yeah. to go around spouting how much of a badass you are, you're, you're not, really not that much, much of a, of a badass. badass. So it's, it's yeah. You know, same idea applies here.
0: And the, the, the surprise is the cool thing too. Yeah. You know, because you didn't think okay. Judging just by her character, you're like, okay, she's not going to survive. But she ends up being the only one one of two that do. Yeah. And because of her choices and the things that she does is why she survives, not just random luck. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really cool. It was refreshing in a way.
1: It was. Yeah. I really liked her character. I liked the character of the husband and wife too, but of course they don't don't make it.
0: Yeah. They were pretty cool. They were likable enough, folks.
1: Well, I liked them because they were... They seemed down to earth. They seemed to genuinely, you know, have a good relationship, and they seemed normal, yeah. likable, everyday folks. You know, yeah. Whereas, but some of course, a couple of the know,
0: other kids in the in the movie who came to party, they were just like, eh, you know, okay, they're going to die. Yeah, of they're course. they just kind of well, you
1: know, they're going to die because you know the the one guy who's nothing but a horn dog. Of course, he's going to die first because yeah, that's typical. But yeah, so the whole party thing cracked me up. As soon as they start having their fancy smancy party, everybody's making out except for what was her name in the movie? I've forgotten.
0: Allison. Allison. That's it. I'm and, so bad with names. And the and the guy she was set up with, Ferdy. Ferdy. Instead of Freddy. It yeah, it's Ferdy. It Ferdy. Ferdy. I, I
1: don't know. Must be short for something, but who yeah. knows. Anyway, yeah. So she's just sitting there all by her lonesome. Everybody's making out and she's watching TV or something until she gets introduced to Ferdy and they start talking and, and watching a movie together. At one point, they're all dancing. Do you remember what song was Rob? Street walking. <laughs> street walking. Street walking.
0: That song will be in your head for hours yes. after the movie's over. But they
1: weren't really street walking, were they? No, they were mall walking. Mall walking. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Damn song! It's awesome. I gotta find the soundtrack now. I'm gonna look up the soundtrack as soon as we're done here. Oh God! And I'm gonna own it. (laughs) Mall walking. Mall walking. Now, what's the name of the movie they were watching?
1: Chopping mall walking. No.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> the movie that allison and ferdy were watching oh uh it was attack of the crab Monsters, yeah yeah <laughs> which is a corman film a corman so film, there you yeah. go
1: oh and, and the restaurant that had all the posters the
0: restaurant it. that the girls are working at yeah there's corman posters lying in the wall Corman yeah. film posters yeah
1: oh and then that um the book that beef was reading
0: oh yeah yeah there beef garrett graham at the beginning is sitting in front of the monitors you know and the kill bots are behind him and he's reading this this book and i'm like i think i own that film that book and uh, just from the cover, and it's called They Came From Outer Space, 12 Classic Science Fiction Tales That Become Motion Pictures. I believe I do own the, the book. Yeah, you know, well,
1: I recognized it, so I've yeah. either seen it or you own it.
0: It came out in 81, and the reason it's in the film is because it was edited by Jim Wynorski, the director, <laughs> mm-hmm. forward by Ray Bradbury, and another connection is there's a story in it called The Racer, which Corman's Death Race 2000 was based off of. Right. So now I need to go through And read my bookshelves, (laughs) find this book, and read that story of the racer because I love Death Race 2000. That's one of my favorite films. And shame we've already done a podcast on that.
1: (laughs) Right? Well, you know, maybe we need to do a a redo of the podcast.
0: Well, you know, we did, didn't we do the 100th episode? We went back and talked briefly about some of our favorite films that we we talked about. Maybe we'll do that for 200. Yeah. You know,
1: (laughs) a retrospective. God -God willing, we make it that long.
0: (laughs) This movie is easy to find, real easy to find. I don't. It may even be on YouTube. I don't know. It's definitely on Roku, on Tubi, maybe somewhere else.
1: Yeah, and that's free. That's you, free. Yeah, the DVD and already. the
0: Blu-ray, you can get those off Amazon for relatively inexpensive. So you can have this movie to watch within minutes yeah. <laughs> or, or a day. And you yeah, know, it's one of those I highly recommend because it was just fun. Yeah, it was a lot It of didn't fun. insult you or anything. It's not pretending to be any more than it is. It was, you know, it's a, Corman produced film when Orsky directed a competent film you know I don't know how it took
1: us this long to watch it
0: yeah me either because this area area era (laughs) you know that I was a teenager in Mm -hmm. and love the horror movies from this era with nostalgic fondness and it's not a great film it's not there's nothing special about the way it's shot you know there's nothing in it you go wow that was awesome but it was just fun yeah. It was a good popcorn movie. Sit back. I know some people, some film scholars and such, hate that term, popcorn movie.
1: Yeah, whatever. But. It's fun. It was, it was enjoyable. Time. There were some decent kills. Some of the. Uh, yeah, some of the kills were fun. Yeah, some <laughs> of the kills were fun. The the explosions that happen are all digital. So that
0: was fun.
1: Well, so? it wasn't digital, but. Well, I'm not. You know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, they weren't big onset explosions. Yeah, they were yeah. Film, uh, Film Effect. explosions. effects, yes, <laughs> yeah, they weren't great, <laughs> so they were hilarious, in my opinion. But yeah, it was fun; it was a good time.
0: Yeah, they weren't they weren't as as good, bad, bad, good as those explosions in the Doll Squad, though.
1: <laughs> God,
0: those were <laughs> that just was horrendous, cartoony explosions.
1: That was just really, really yeah.
0: bad. Something's going to happen. The, the a noise is made, and then there's this big flash that's put in, yeah, effects wise, and whatever exploded is gone. It's gone. And I'm not going to say what exploded because you need to see it.
1: We're not even talking about the Doll Squad. I know, Squad. but we
0: watched Doll Squad last night. Doll
1: Squad, if, if you don't know, is what Charlie's Angels was based on. What they supposedly. say Charlie's Angels
0: is kind of r- ripped off from it's, it's a little like bit.
1: Ju- it's exactly the same thing, really. God. So it makes sense kinda, that it was. Yeah,
0: And one of the characters' names is, is Sabrina Kincaid. It's the same name. Yeah. Yeah. But it it was a Ted V. Michaels film. and Don't let that deter you. Or you know, it might make you want to watch it even more. But that's on the Roku also. We saw, I think, on Tubi. Tubi's a fantastic channel if you have the Roku. It's so many classic TV shows and movies and you know, modern movies and vintage movies, and grindhouse movies. Okay. A lot of the kind of stuff that we talk about is on yeah. there. And, and they, they
1: do have commercial breaks, but they're very few and far between. And they're quick. And they are pretty quick. Like they Sometimes I think they have one within the whole thing that has maybe three in a row. Yeah. Usually it's and one done. and yeah. it's 20 seconds or something. Yes, yeah. so it's, it's, it's really worth it.
0: It's a free service too on there yep. if you already have the Roku. be. So enough of that for the commercial for Roku. Yeah, right? Or for Tubi. Tubi. <laughs> uh, oh, the voice of the Killbots was Winorski, the director. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Which the Killbots don't have many lines, but.
1: <laughs> no. They say typical robot things like Protector 1 on level 3 or whatever.
0: Yeah. I like Killbot better. Back <laughs>
1: online. Yeah.
0: But if you're a fan of 80s films, especially 80s horror films, and if this is one that slipped through the cracks and you haven't seen, I yeah, watch it. Watch it tonight, watch it on the weekend, get some pizza, have some friends over and enjoy it. It was, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. It was a good one. I will time. probably watch this again soon, to be honest oh, yeah, with you. yeah, we should. It I was, was thinking about that this morning uh, when I was t- researching, taking these notes and it wasn't like, I need to see this again to make sure I remember this. No, it's like, yeah, I kind of want to watch it again. we <laughs> <laughs> have to go through a list of 80s horror films like this and find the ones that like this that I haven't seen. Yeah. Or maybe have seen in a, you know, but haven't in a long time. Because there's certain things that you have seen many times, like Hellraiser, mm-hmm. Nightbreed, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, any of the phrases, yeah. stuff like that you see. But there's these lesser ones, like I was going to say Killbots, Chopping Mall, <laughs> and The Burning. Yeah. Which is one we need to watch and talk about, I think, at some Maniac. point. Maniac. Yeah, Maniac. You know, lots of really under the radar. Maybe not even under the radar, but ones that don't get talked about much, Mm -hmm. you know, that are really good films or fun films. Yeah. And this is definitely one of them. So I don't know if I can think of much else to say about this.
1: The Doll Squad was not.
0: The Doll Squad was (laughs) the Doll Squad was interesting and I'm glad I watched it, but it wasn't fun like this was. No. It was a little tedious. Well,
1: it was a different type of film to begin with. Well, yeah, but But I love that type of film. Oh, I do, too. it I'm was just a, saying it. There's no comparison. Okay, l- l-
0: let's just put it this way. I'll say it. Ted V. Michaels is no Al Adamson. <laughs> okay. And you draw, you draw your own conclusions there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Doll Squad. Yeah. I don't know. That was... I got through it. It was okay. It wasn't boring. It was just... Some of it was... Tedious is the right word. Yes. There were some tedious moments and uh, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Doll Squad. Go watch that if you want to. Yeah. But Choppy Mall... Definitely watch that. Two thumbs up. Good job. It was fun. I had a great time.
0: That's about all I got to say about that.
1: I guess so. Me too.
0: We got one thing left?
1: We do have one thing left to do, Rob.
0: All right. We have to prove yet once again that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. Do I need to give the disclaimer why we do this? No, probably not. Okay. So what happened was many years ago, (laughs) (laughs) maybe somebody's first time listening, if they go, what the hell did I talk about Planet of the Apes for in shopping mall? We do this just about every episode. Many years ago, best friend of the world, just about Clayton Sayer and I discovered that the world revolves around Planet of the Apes. You can connect any body, anything back to the original Planet of the Apes, much like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game but we found this out many years before that became a thing. So each episode here, Phil throws me something from the movie, somebody, something from the movie we're talking about. And I connect it back to Planet the Apes in a few steps. So here we go. All
1: right. So this one, let's go with Barbara Crampton.
0: Barbara Crampton. Okay. Barbara Crampton was in... Reanimator with Jeffrey Combs, who's been in Deep Space Nine and all the Star Trek stuff, and Star Trek directly connects back to Planet of the Apes because you know because that was too easy. Well, we Sarac should... Mark Leonard played Sarak in Star Trek different incarnations of Star Trek, and he was also Urko in the Planet of the Apes TV series. Just for anybody, indeed. Know.
1: Well, I knew when I said it, I was like, well, it's all Trek, so it's going to be really easy. But <laughs> I didn't know who else I wanted to do. Well, how about can you do Kelly Maroney?
0: Kelly Maroney.
1: I know you said she did some stuff. You'll was try. in shopping
0: Mall with Barbara Cramp. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cheater.
0: Kelly Maroney was in, well, Fast Times at Ridgemont High
1: mm-hmm.
0: with, okay, well, the easy way is Kelly Maroney was in Night of the Comet with Robert Beltran, who was Chakotay on Deep Space Nine and uh-huh. a Star Trek.
1: That's so not right. If you can't can connect, keep going if back you connect to back Trek. to Star
0: Trek or Batman, the the sixty six series, those are direct connections to Planet of the Apes, or Star Wars, those are direct connections. Now, if you want to take her a different route, though,
1: go a different route.
0: So Kelly Maroney was in Fast Times at Richmond, High with Ray Walston. Ray Walston did an episode of Night Court. We played an eccentric judge. Right. Okay. That was a good episode. John Larroquette was Dan Fielding in Night Court. John Larroquette played a Klingon. In Star Trek, uh, <laughs> it was, I think it was it might have been the motion picture or three, just a background Klingon. In one of the scenes, he's standing behind the lead Klingons, full Klingon makeup and everything. So not fair. So Star everything
1: Trek. goes back to Star Trek from Shopping Mall.
0: Kind of, sort of. <laughs> of course, if you go to Fast Times, God, there's so many other actors in that. Yeah. And people you forget about, like Forrest Whitaker and Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Things like that. But anyway, so you can pick. There's a couple different ways you can pick which one you want to use.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, I think you have definitely proven that the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes.
0: Yes, it does. So have yourself a fun '80s cheese fest night. Watch Chopping Mall and Planet of the Apes. And Planet of the Apes, <laughs> which is not '80s not, not cheese. cheese. Fest, you should always watch Planet, Planet of the Apes. Apes. That's all I got for this one. How about you? That's it. All right. Till next time. Good night, everybody. Good night.
1: I don't know why I watch these things. I'm scared so easily.